Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that begins a new week and offers new opportunities to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the great Western Fathers of the Church. Known as the Doctor of Grace, St. Augustine has left us powerfully insightful works, such as On the Trinity and The Confessions, to name only two. He also penned and delivered hundreds of homilies, and this week we listen to an excerpt from Homily 82, an excerpt wherein St. Augustine reflects on Jesus' formative words regarding listening, correcting, and forgiving. A link is provided in the podcast description to this week's blog article, which focused on listening. And now, an excerpt from Sermon 82 by St. Augustine of Hippo. Our Lord is warning us against taking no notice of each other's sins. Not that you should go poking and prying for things to find fault with, but that you should correct what you see. He was talking, of course, about the sharp eye of the person who doesn't have a beam in his own eye and is so sharp-sighted enough to remove the speck from his brother's eye. What this means, I will now suggest to your graces in a few words. A speck in the eye is anger. A beam in the eye is hatred. So when someone who hates finds fault with someone else for being angry, he is wishing to remove a speck from his brother's eye. But he is hindered from doing so by the beam he is carrying around in his own eye. A speck is the beginning of a beam. I mean, when a beam is born, it's first a speck. Water the speck, and you are coaxing it up into a beam. Feed your anger with evil suspicions, and you are coaxing it up into hatred. However, there's a big difference between the sin of an angry person 
and the cruelty of one who hates someone. After all, we even get angry with our children. Could you find anybody, though, who hates children? Among animals, too, a heifer will sometimes get angry and push away her first calf with a kind of irritation as it sucks. Yet she twines her mother's heart around it. The calf seems to irritate its mother as it butts against her. And yet, if it's not there, she looks for it. And it's the same when we discipline children. We are angry or cross with them to some extent. In fact, so true is it that being angry doesn't necessarily mean hating, that on the contrary, not being angry can sometimes be proof of hatred. Suppose a child wants to play in the water of a river where he may be carried away by the current and drowned. If you see him and indulgently let him carry on, you are hating him. Your indulgence results in his death. How much better it would be if you were angry and gave him what for than if not being angry, you allowed him to perish. So, hatred is to be shunned more than anything. The beam to be tossed out of the eye. It's surely quite a different thing when you get angry with someone and go too far in what you say, which you later put right by apologizing. From when you nurse a grudge in your heart, ready to settle old scores when you get the chance. Lastly, there's a word of difference between these words of Scripture from Psalm 6, My eye is disturbed for anger. And what does it say about the other thing? From the first letter of John, Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. There's a world of difference between an eye that's been disturbed and one that's been put out. A speck disturbs the eye. A beam pokes it out altogether. So, the first thing we have to persuade ourselves of is that in order to be able to carry out and do well what we have been urged to do in today's gospel, we must, above everything else, not hate anyone. Then, you see, with no beam in your own eye, you can clearly, whatever there may be in your brother's eye, and you are in a fever of impatience until you can extract from your brother's eye what you see to be harming your brother's eye. The light in you doesn't allow you to be unconcerned about your brother's lights. After all, if you hate him and want to reprove him, how can you put his lights straight when you have lost your own lights? This is said quite plainly in the same part of Scripture where it is written, Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. 
Whoever hates his brother, it also says, is in darkness still. Hatred is a kind of darkness. It is impossible, though, to hate someone else without first doing damage to yourself. You try to ruin him outwardly. You devastate yourself inwardly. But insofar as our spirit is superior to our body, to that extent, we should take precautions against its suffering damage. Now, if you hate somebody else, you damage your own spirit. And what are you going to do to the guy you hate? What are you going to do? You can deprive him of his money, but not of his faith, can you? You can damage his reputation, but not his conscience, can you? Whatever you injure, you injure outwardly. Notice what injury you do to yourself. Internally, you see, you are your own enemy if you hate someone else. But because you don't feel the bad damage you are doing to yourself, you rage against the other guy and you put your life in all the greater danger precisely to the extent that you don't realize how badly you are treating yourself. Because in fact, by raging like that, you have lost your own senses. You there have acted savagely against your enemy. By your savage action, he has been stripped to the bone. You have proved yourself wicked. There is all the difference in the world between being stripped to the bone and being wicked. He has lost his money. You, your innocence. Ask yourself, which of you has suffered the greater loss? He has lost a perishable object. You have become a perishable object. That's why we ought to reprove people out of love, not avid to harm them, but eager to correct them. If we are people like that, we can do extremely well what we have been urged to do in today's gospel. If your brother has sinned against you, reprove him between yourself and him alone. Why reprove him? Because you are sorry for yourself? Because he sinned against you? God forbid! If you do it out of self-love, you do less than nothing. If you do it out of love for him, you are doing something very good indeed. In any case, observe our Lord's very words for love of whom you ought to do it, of yourself or him. If he listens to you, he says, you have gained your brother. So do it for his sake, to gain him. If you gain him by doing it, it means he would have been lost if you hadn't done it. So why is it that so many people make light of these sins and say, wasn't that so awful about what I've done? I've only sinned against an ordinary person, 
Don't make light of them. You've sinned against another person. Do you want to make sure that by sinning against another person, you have perished, you are lost? If the one you have sinned against rebukes you between himself and you alone, and you listen to him, he has gained you. What can his gaining you mean, but that if he hadn't gained you, you would have perished? After all, if you hadn't perished, hadn't been lost, how could he have gained you? So let none of you make light of it. But when you sin against a brother or a sister, after all, the apostle says somewhere, but sinning in this way against the brethren and striking their weak consciences, you are sinning against Christ, precisely because we have all become members of Christ, parts of his body. How can you avoid sinning against Christ when you sin against a member of Christ? So let none of you say, Because I haven't sinned against God, but against a brother, I've only sinned against a human being. It's a trivial sin or no sin at all. Well, perhaps what you mean is, it's a trivial sin because it is soon put right. You've sinned against a brother. Make it up with him and you are cured. You've done something poisonous in the moment, but the next moment you've found a remedy. Which of us, my brothers and sisters, could possibly hope for the kingdom of heaven when it says in the gospel, whoever says to his brother, you fool, will be liable to the Gehenna of fire? How absolutely terrifying! But observe the remedy there on the spot. If you have been offering your gift at the altar and have then remembered that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. God won't be angry because you delay placing your gift on the altar. God wants you much more than your gift. I mean, if still bearing a bitter grudge against your brother, you arrive with a gift at your God's place, he will answer you. You're lost. What have you brought me? You are offering your gift, and you are not a gift to God yourself. Christ wants one he has redeemed with his blood much more than he wants what you have found in your storehouse. So, Leave your gift there in front of the altar and go first to be reconciled with your brother. And in this way, come and offer your gift. There he was, liable to Gehenna, and see how soon he has been released from his liability. Not yet reconciled, you are liable to Gehenna. Once reconciled, you are offering your gift at the altar without a qualm. St. Augustine of 
Hippo, pray for us. Let us pray. O God, by whom we are redeemed and receive adoption, look graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. <laughs>